You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. I got to dive right in and just say, I am sorry. <laughs> because I know where you're going with this. <laughs> um, last week's show, when we were talking about porn and ED, we made reference to a site that I love, which is yourbrainonporn.com. And there's a lot of uh-huh. research and good information that is just will help on the rewiring of your brain. But I also made reference to a site that used to be innocent and safe, apparently, called Make Love Not Porn. And, uh, and apparently that is no longer a safe site to go to if you're trying to avoid sites with a content of other people's body parts and doing various things with said body parts. So uh, let me hand you a rag so you can get the egg off your face. I can take that, yes, because that's on me. Thank you for our listener who emailed at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com to bring that to my attention because it was like, oh, my, that's not what I want to try to get across with this. Yeah, yeah, and I, as soon as I saw the email, it was like, okay, I'm curious. I went there, and uh, I was just a little – I didn't know whether to be um, shocked and disheartened or impressed with this woman's entrepreneurial (laughs) thinking that basically this is a site where amateur couples load their videos and they charge money for it and they split the profits. And it's like, well, brilliant marketing strategy, but amateur porn is still porn. Yeah. The title, the title's got to change apparently. Uh, but our title doesn't have to change sexy marriage radio because that's what we still are going to talk about. And and we want to try to help people even when we're wrong. I want to at least try to make it right and (laughs) help people realize that married sex is the hotbed for sex. And it is the best place to really reach out and try some new things because there's a different depth. There's different uh, spice and variety that you can add even within the confines of your marriage. And that's one of those things that a lot of people aren't talking about. Right. And, and I think that people would, people might say, oh, but those couples on that website, they are married. Well, but we believe in, like you said, keeping it in the confines of your marriage, right. not just the activity itself, but the, sacredness there that the, we're trying to deal exactly. with. Exactly. Yes. There is a sanctity to sacred marriage that I don't think putting yourself out there on video really lines up. Sure. But Corey, I thought that it would, that just this whole faux pas would lend itself <laughs> faux to pas. A- faux pas putting it nicely. <laughs> that was a bla- that was a flat out fumble. A, a major screw up. <laughs> that was a fumble. Yes. <laughs> no and pun I, intended. And I am sorry. Yeah. Hey, hey, as many things as you do right, we will let right. you screw up once in a while. Um, yeah, you are forgiven. But I did think that it would lend itself to a great show topic of what about the couples who want to make videos or take pictures. Right. Just for their own personal pleasure, that that they in they don't intend for anyone to ever 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 see it. Right. And what you know, what is that going to do to the marital dynamic? And more specifically, what does it do to the marital dynamic when one person wants to do that and the other one doesn't? That's a great. It's a great question, but I have to first add in, um, hey, welcome to the show, and I'm glad that you're spending <laughs> some time with us. We'd love to hear from you, uh, especially like our email our listener did of, of, hey, I'm not sure you meant to say this. 
or you knew what you were saying at this point. And he sent that email to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes, give us any kind of uh, five stars if you like us, comments if you like us, even comments if you don't. I'm good. Um, so we want we want to try to help spread the word so that married sex can be the hotbed for sex and that people can find valuable information and good resources that really do help add a depth and a spice and an energy to marriage that maybe you've been missing or maybe you just want to sustain it. So I'm glad you take time out every week to spend it with us. And it's an honor. And it is, I'm it glad. is. It's, this is one of our greatest joys. I that love we it. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I love this, being this able to This doesn't feel home. like work at all. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is fun stuff. So that is a great question to what, what about the couples? Yeah. Well, first let's cover the topic. I mean, I think that some people may be under the impression that to even get out a camera at all would be to mess with the sacredness, would be to cross a line, would okay. be to even quote sin, close quote. It is a little more risque. It is it, a little, if not a lot more uh, anxiety that, provoking. Yes. It creates that tension that we so often talking talk about as adding a lot of the yep. excitement to a sexual experience. What do you think about whenever you think of camera? You think performance yes lights action camera yeah so then you get something going that (laughs) what are you bringing up (laughs) well i mean now we're talking performance we gotta we gotta play the role we gotta (laughs) sorry (laughs) i have no idea what that clip was but thank you for the gratuitous (laughs) music clip um well and and so yeah i'm all about the psychology of something Mm -hmm. And I have had numerous couples bring this very situation into my coaching office over the past decade. Okay. And everybody's story is different. This is not a one size fits all. This is why all men want to do this. This is why all women would want to do this. It, 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 no, there's, it's every couple's story is unique. Every person's journey in their sexuality is unique. And every person who's really wanted to do this had their own unique reasons. Right. And every person who was against it had their own unique reasons. Right. So I thought that it would be an interesting conversation to talk about the deeper psychological roots of what's appealing to this about this and what's scary okay. about this. Because you've obviously got two people involved in this scenario. You've got the, the one who's behind the camera and the one who's in front of the camera. Right. And I know that for some people, voyeurism watching another person reach levels of pleasure that they don't normally see walking down the street. Right. There is something very deeply rooted about that. And, and in light of the fact that you can usually line up a person's wildest fantasies and see that it's a mirror image of their biggest disillusionments and disappointments in their lives. What makes me, you know, what comes to mind when I think of a person who's a major voyeur, is that maybe there was a big emotional disconnect between them and their parents, specifically them and their opposite sex parents. Right. Um, like I know one uh, guy, he is, um, you know, definitely, he has definitely struggled with porn for most of his life. And the way that he describes his relationship with his mother is he just distinctly remembers her always being in the kitchen with her back turned toward him, that he never felt as if he got eye to eye face to face with her. So you can envision 
that when you're looking at porn, rarely ever do you see porn where you're seeing the back side of a person in the back of their head. It's always frontal nudity, usually, or a combination of frontal and backle. Is that is that a is that a, am I allowed to say backle? Let's go with it. <laughs> but there's usually eye contact with the come and get me big boy look type of a thing. And so that met a deep psychological need in him that had not been met in childhood. Okay. However, his wife didn't want him looking at other women. Mm -hmm. She had her own body issues and she felt as if it said to her, you're not sexy enough. I have to look at somebody who's younger, thinner, more curvaceous, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. And so you can imagine the tension that gets created there. So of course he wanted her to pose so that she could be the one to meet these deep psychological needs. Okay. Okay. Well, the problem with that is that she was sexually abused as a child. Okay. So when you're asking someone to do something against their moral compass, it feels like they're being abused all over again. Rip the scab off the wound, pour salt down into it, objectify me, abuse me all over again. And so you can see how a couple can really get to a major impasse sure. based on their previous um, histories. Sure. Uh, and then I think of another couple who, <laughs> when I look at their life, they had nine children that they homeschooled. So it's like, well, of course, you're trying to create some adult-only excitement to balance out the heaviness of what you're having to do from day to day just to raise nine kids and educate them yourselves. So the issue with this couple, though, I mean, she was on board. I mean, she needed the break, too. She needed the excitement. And she didn't mind being exhibitionist. Okay. She felt she had kind of been raised in a home where she was one of many kids. That's why she wanted to have a big family, too. And so she kind of felt overlooked. So the idea that she was the star of the show, that she was sure. the object sure. of all that attention, it really met a deep need in her. The problem, though, was that it was so visually stimulating for him to set up all these cameras and lights and have her, you know, wear these certain outfits and do all the staging. And it was really fun for a while, mm -hmm. but then it began to feel like work to her. And then it began to feel like pressure for her. And then it began to feel like a huge burden. So what turned out to feel like a blessing was more of a burden over time. All we had to do with this couple is just balance the scales a little bit about how about if this is an okay on occasion thing, maybe monthly or quarterly, but stop expecting it all the time because he had just reached the level of this was so exciting to him that anything less than that was felt like a disappointment. Okay. Which said to her, just you and you alone without the outfits, without the lights, without the camera isn't enough. So you just have to be careful what kind of pressure it communicates to your spouse when you really want to do something that they don't feel comfortable with doing. But then the flip side of that coin is you also have to consider what does it say to your spouse that you don't want to do that? It, you know, could it be a trust issue? Is it going to be miscommunicated okay. to them as sure, sure. but projection? I got to I, I got to bring up the other side of what's the meaning to it, and even should you do you need to be doing it? Okay. You know, yeah, go there. Just because. Unpack that. Just because. I, I understand the concept of okay. How do we spice this up? How do we add some different things? But I don't know. I just think of this is part of the pressure that comes in marriage. This is part of the pressure that definitely comes in sex. Is you know I have a certain way I want to do it. Pam has a certain way she wants to do it. Which one wins? 
you know, if you get right down to bare bones basics that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so why is it that, okay, so I have a voyeur uh, slant towards thing. And so I want to spice it up by, I want to record it. Well, f- why, what are you going to use it for? You know, is mm-hmm. it, so th- that's some of the other stuff that's got to be coming along with this rather than, you know what, I want to do this and I don't understand why you don't. And, you know, right. because we get to where we dig in our heels with our partner, but what we don't realize is I'm wanting them to do something I want, just like they want me to not do something they don't want. So right. we both are right and we both are wrong. That's the nature of a system. Mm, it's, it's like two rams locking horns. Of- it, it definitely can feel that way, but it's just the idea of, okay, so what's the purpose? Because, you know, on the second story you talked about of, Okay, so I could see how a wife or a husband, if that, if if you would just switch the genders for a second, could easily be. You know what? I don't want you looking at other people. You can look at me. So right. what if I provide you some things? Because that's part of the whole adding a new component to the marriage. And okay, mm-hmm. so if that's the meaning we attach to it and the purpose, great. I've heard we've had people email our show before at feedbacksexymarriageradio.com, By the way, um, on <laughs> you know that there's military. You know, one of them's gone for business or they're gone for military. And so they send pictures and they're all secure. And we've talked about that on a show of here's some different manners and ways you can do it using technology that helps. But, you know, that so that's a way to maintain connection when you're apart. But so it's still just I don't know. I've always been a proponent. And if you've listened to Sexy Marriage Radio for any length of time, you hopefully pick up this that that both of you, you and I, Shannon, are in the same uh, arena of. What you do in your marriage is really up to you. You know, we're not the value cops. Yeah, we're there not. There is freedom in the right. marriage bed. We're not the morality police. We're Mm-mm. not. You know, that's that's not our job. I don't. I don't want to be that. I got enough going on in my own household <laughs> to try to figure out am I okay with that or not? Because there's still challenges with stuff every day. It seems like, but it's just the idea of okay, what's the deeper meaning and the intent? of what you're offering up or wanting to push for. or So, yes, I like the idea, let's do a show about this, because I know couples do this. I've had couples talk about it in my office. You know, it's, we, we've, it comes up in casual conversation. You know, it's kind of the joke or, just, you know, the different statements, but it's just the idea of, okay, for what purpose? That's what I want to know. And, and what is the can, higher purpose that's going to be served? And if you can answer that question and your, and your partner then understands your answer, that might open up other avenues and deeper conversations and possibilities. Right. And so with this whole, you mentioned that we're not the morality police. Can I just use an analogy that will hopefully help the higher desire partner communicate more clearly to the lower desire partner? Or maybe it's an analogy to help the lower desire partner catch the vision for just how much power they hold as the lower desire partner in response to someone in response to a spouse who wants to do something that's really challenging them to get outside their comfort zone. So I heard this analogy long time ago through one of my BLAST participants, this mentorship program that I do for aspiring writers and speakers, uh, building leaders, authors, speakers, and teachers. There's my little plug right there. Um, A guy named Kenny Ortiz shared this analogy, and I don't remember what book he got it from, but it has stuck with me for life, and I've used it so many times with coaching clients. Whenever there's a major accident, there are two types of professionals that arrive on the scene. There are police and they're ambulance mm-hmm. professionals, okay? Their jobs are totally different. Yep. 
The police want to know what happened, who's at fault, does anybody deserve a ticket, and does anybody need to be taken to jail? The ambulance driver doesn't care about any of those things. He just wants to know, is someone hurt? Is someone bleeding? Is someone need to go to the hospital? Okay. And so looking at this in terms of not just, is this allowed? And is it forbidden? And is it a sin? And is it wrong? And would it mess things up? And what if you looked at it through the lens of, what is it that my partner is really feeling and needing? What wound would this medicate? Kind of like what I talked about with the with the first guy of just always feeling as if his mom's back was turned toward right, him. Right. What could I provide for my spouse that would touch them on a really, really deep level in a way that nobody else on the planet is allowed to touch them? Yep. So it's not that they want to twist your arm and make you do something that you don't want to do because they're cruel. It's that they have a very deep psychological need and they are trusting that need to you. Now, what are you going to do with it? But by all means, if it goes against, if it's going to do you more harm, good. I'm not saying ignore your own wounds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's still the idea of the, the premise of that is fantastic. The, the manner in which you go about it is what matters. Yes. Does the person who's pushing for this come at it above board or manipulatively? Do they, are they aware of the depths of it? I mean, because I've, I've disclosed on the show before my exposure to porn when I was young, fourth or fifth grade. It was a huge part of my life. And it was voyeuristic voyeuristic stuff. That's what I would always, back to your thing of what would I put in the search bar? That's it. Mm -hmm. And I discovered, you know what? That's a lot of just me watching life go by, not living life. And that's one of the things that I had to confront. And when I started confronting that, I started changing the pull that had on me. Yes. Right? You can change the pull. Absolutely you can. And that's also, incidentally, why I stay off Facebook. Hmm. Because that's just watching life go by, in my opinion. Yeah. It's watching other people live. It's not living it myself. So yeah. I want to, but one of the things I did is through this whole journey, because this has been a, a, a rocky part, parts of our marriage and for Pam, when, the, when parts would come out or she'd walk in and what's that on the screen and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so as I've gone through this whole journey, one of the conversations when, and this was at lunch, which we're, I'm a big proponent of when you're having some of the tougher call conversations, do it at lunch because mm-hmm. you both got to get back. Yep, you both got to get back to work. Public. You're yep. at a restaurant. <laughs> so I just made the comment to her of, you know, honey, I don't, this was six, seven years ago, maybe, maybe longer, you know, honey, I don't feel like I'm healed from this thing. It's still got some pull, but what I have noticed is when we are more connected it's much, much lesser yeah. of a pull. So I would love it if you would help, you know, be more available or yeah, something it, to that effect. And it's just because I'm seeing is that I want to reveal my struggle and now maybe you'll help me with it. Not, not solve it. Cause that, that can't be done. Right. right. And see, I want to applaud you for your authenticity, but a lot of women would interpret that as well, you expect me to keep you pure. This is not my problem. This is your problem. No, if your husband is saying to you, in all honesty, when we're more connected, right. 
I feel less of a draw in other directions. Isn't that how the human brain and body work? But she's also, she's also just to applaud my wife. She's also to the point of recognizing, you know what, that whole journey, that was all me. That had nothing to do with her. Mm. You know, yeah, that's, she that's, didn't take it personally and hold it against my, me. Well, that, that took a while to grow, <laughs> too. Yeah. But but she finally got to that point of being able to look me in the eye and say, you got to get that under wraps, buddy, because that's not about yeah. me. I can't solve that for you, nor will I. She called you to be your highest right. self. Right. Going back to the whole voyeuristic thing, I know that that probably rings true for a lot of people. That, yes, it's it's looking into something that I'm not allowed to see in an everyday scenario um i think that that a lot of times that goes back to being raised in conservative homes where yeah. it's just not talked about could you imagine the kind of conversations that you and i have on this show around our dinner tables growing up i couldn't my yeah. parents would have turned 50 shades of red and that i would have been sent from the table See, if what, i had even brought up the topic okay, that's what's sexuality. interesting because my family wouldn't and it but it wasn't talked about I mean, because that's that's all three three quarters of my family is in this profession. <laughs> Interesting. So, <laughs> but yet, so, sex was not a common conversation. It wasn't everything we talked. You know, it wasn't ever an open conversation. So, right. But it wasn't. Uh, there's still the silence spoke more than the, hey, don't do this or don't. And, and exactly. It, and the silence was probably, you know, what I want to make sure you figure your own way. If, if you want to look at it from a good way, but then there's the other bad side of it. Of you know, I'm going to bring it up because if I bring it up, you're going to do it. And but it's just, yeah. it's so interesting that how often do we think of what you know what 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 we what we what our spouse wants to do, and it's like, oh no no, I, I, you know, and we just recoil or react rather than wonder what that's about. Well, we look at it through the lens of our family of origin of, oh, no, we can't even talk about it, let alone do that that you're suggesting. But what about looking at it through the lens of, I'm a grown woman, I'm a grown man, I'm a married person, I I can do whatever I want. What would this represent? What To help me understand, what would this represent to you? The first reaction, what it would represent to me, but I'm not saying that my feelings won't evolve. Because- as adults, that's the beauty, is that our brains can evolve. How I felt about politics, theology, sex 20 years ago is different than how I feel about it today, and I hope that I feel differently 20 years from now. Right. We should all be challenging ourselves right. to grow and evolve um, and, and gain a deeper understanding of ourselves as well as our spouse. Okay, so what do we do then? Because I, I want to I hit both sides of this, because this, mm-hmm. this is that idea of, okay, the meaning to it. What's the point? So you come to the conclusion that, you know what, that's something I, we, we both are on board with, you know, yep. husband and wife listening to this show and, and they say, yeah, we do this. And I've always felt guilty about it. Or, you know, so what would be the concerns? I, two things come to mind immediately. Okay. You're saying if they, if they do it. Yeah. I'm just, maybe, what, maybe what, what would be, what would be some of the things that, you know what, you might want to think a, a little further through this. Right. Right. Definitely have a committed memory card to these activities with, you know, like an X on it or something that marks it so that you know full well, you need to take that out of the camera entirely and hide it somewhere. Like in a, in a, you know, one of those lock boxes that I recommend for your sex toys and stuff with a combination lock on it or whatever. Okay. Your kids do not need to stumble upon your homemade porn. Talk about scarring kids for life. Which is an interesting <laughs> thing because if, the, if this happens and you pass away, your kids are going to stumble upon it. 
Yeah, you need to leave specific <laughs> instructions with go. a dear friend of when I die, there you this go. box is kept in the bottom drawer of my nightstand. Go get it, please. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what friends are for. Yep. Another thing that comes to mind, Corey, I just want to give women, especially, a forewarning. Do not look at these pictures and watch these videos through the lens of, oh my gosh, look at those stretch marks. Oh my gosh, look at that cellulite. Oh, they, they, there's no way this can turn him on. Stop. It's not a perfect body that turns him on. It's a lack of inhibition that turns him on. And so for a woman who's totally isn't perfect to open herself and blossom fully in the presence of her husband, that's what turns him right. on. Well, so do this, not pick yourself apart. But look, look at if, if this is something you're looking at after the fact, look at what's going on on screen. Is he turned on or not? That's what I was going to say. I mean, is, is watch look at the for story. The yeah, look at the story that's unfolding in front of you. Yes. Watch and, and have some, have markers of, you know, when I did this, this is what I was feeling. So then when you watch that again, you can bring that feeling back to mind. I think that this actually could be a great way for a woman to come out of her shell and to train herself on, you know, we get a lot of emails about women who have a hard time orgasming. If you were to capture one of those moments, even if it's just in your own head, maybe it's not on film, but just remind yourself, what was I thinking of? What was I feeling? What yeah. was I experiencing to bring myself to that place? Because it is mental. Yeah. It is so mental. But I would think that the videos and the pictures, if both spouses are on board, and that's the big if, if both spouses are on board, I think it could be incredibly bonding. I think that it could really yeah. help them both yeah. in their sexual confidence and just experimenting and exploring it, just uninhibited play. We talk about yeah. adventure all the time. I what just, a great adventure. I look, and this is the, this is the researcher in me, I guess, but this, I look at that kind of stuff as data. You know, yeah. <laughs> that it's like, okay, so if that's something you're, you're wanting to, you know, dab your toes into and, and kind of see, or it's something you're already doing, but I'm a little uncomfortable, you know, it, it's all data. How do you take the emotion out of it? And you start recognizing I'm good with this or no, I'm not. Or I see the bigger picture and where this could be pointing or, you know what, this isn't really doing something for me, but it's doing something for them. So I'm good or I'm not, you know, and it's just, right. if we can depersonalize it a little bit, I think that helps kind of point us where to go. And I want to add a caveat because you're talking about an actual camera with a, with a memory card. I envision lots of people using a phone just because we carry around everything we want in our pocket for this kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So one thing to be mindful is if you are an Apple diehard Apple user, like I, like myself, anything that you do on your phone gets synced with the cloud, which if you've Careful. watched the internet at all, you know that kind of stuff gets out some, sometimes. So it's just recognizing there are things you can find that are dedicated that can still be, you can use your phone and it makes it more of a vault, in, if you will, within the phone, even though that can be breached just like a. So is, is there like a Snapchat for video? Or, well, or does Snapchat involve video? Well, snap, Snapchat, I, you know, I don't even know. I don't, I've never done Snapchat, but it's, that's a, a sharing service. I'm just talking about there are things that you can get that are apps that are dedicated just to your phone. They don't sync to your computer or anything. Okay. It just saves it on the memory of the phone and it's password protected, encrypted, whatever. And right. I just know that whatever. Snapchat erases everything that you send out after a certain number of seconds or whatever, but I don't know if you can right. do video. 
but maybe some of our listeners can tell us how the, to. <laughs> yeah, but the interesting thing is, just because it's been in the web somewhere, even when it's erased, quote unquote, it's not completely gone. I mean, watch crime shows. Right. <laughs> so. Well, and I don't recommend having Snapchat on your phone because it just opens up a whole world of temptation. Right. I've had so many clients where one of them had Snapchat and wandered into a relationship they right. had no business being in. But hey, going back to your um, encouragement of maybe this is just a spiritual marker to see your comfort level. What if, what if someone were to do, like, if they're on board, we're not prescribing this, we're only describing it. Okay. We're not saying you have to, we're not saying this is the litmus test for if you're a sexually confident spouse or not. We're just saying that maybe you could use this as a tool to help stretch you a little bit and grow and blossom. Maybe do a six month experiment of I'm going to try this monthly and I'm going to make a journal page of just the emotions that I was feeling at first, inhibited, anxious, hesitant, right. et cetera. And then do that monthly and six months from now, see if those feelings have changed at all. And if they haven't, stop doing it. If right. they have, you may have a whole new world right. that you're tapping into. Right. But remember that the reason that you feel all these negative feelings, all these negative feelings in the beginning is because it's unfamiliar to you. Right. And anything unfamiliar is going to evoke negative feelings. Just like before you get on that roller coaster that you've never been on, you are scared to death. You might even get angry at the person who drug you to the front of that line right before you get on that car. But as it's going along, and especially as it's ending, you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah, there's just right. such a euphoria that comes with conquering that challenge. So maybe this could fall in the same category. You never know till you try. Don't right. knock it till you try it. Right. And so again, it, it, to me, this it just comes down to the meanings of things. That's that's where I want to always land is because if, if you're wanting to set this up so that you have this as part of your marriage, because then... You want to masturbate to it regularly and not tell your partner. What's that? Yeah, about? no, that's not our goal. <laughs> you know, but so, but again, it just comes down to what's the point? And if you can, when you can answer that up front and honestly without shame, then what's the deal? Go, do. I mean, right. that's the whole. I love Schnarch's statement of, you know, lots of times whenever you present something to your spouse about I want to do this, and they're like, oh, that's perverted and disgusting. Why would you want to do that if you're not fully developed? And solid, you usually cave like, oh, I was just joking. You know, I, I heard about it on Sexy Marriage Radio <laughs> and thought, yeah, that'd be a good idea. But I didn't really mean it. But if you're more fully developed and solid and you say, hey, let's do that. And they're like, that's perverted. Why would you want to do that? You look them square in the eye and say, that's exactly why I want to do it. <laughs> let's go there for a little bit right. and see how it feels. Because I want to, I want to explore <laughs> that side of my life with you and your life with you. And, yeah. and if I can do that and then I'm putting myself out there, now I have intimacy. And that's sexy. I'm sorry, that confidence is, is sexy. It is. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out to spend it with us. See you next time. We love you for listening. If you've benefited from this podcast, consider becoming a member of the Bed Buddy Club. Your financial support will help take Sexy Marriage Radio to the next level and enable Corey and Shannon to strengthen many other couples. Learn more at SexyMarriageRadio.com by clicking on the purple button.